Welcome back to the Successful AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. Today we have on the most amazing power couple talking about buying their first home and living together. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the show. We are so, so excited to have you guys on today. I know you've been like dying to come on for so long. James has been every time. So every time one of my friends asks me to come on, I'm like, well, you have to come up with a topic. Otherwise, you're not allowed to come on. And he was like brainstorming for months of what he was going to say. <laughs> Very nice. So yeah, this was your idea. It, well, and like initially <laughs> wow. when, when the successful AF podcast like was launched, I'm pretty sure I DM'd you. I'm like, I want to be on. Like, what do you want to talk about? Like, whatever. Like, I don't care. <laughs> She's like, that's not going to work. I'm like, all right, well, okay. That sucks, but we yeah. finally figured out a good topic. I feel like a lot of people come up to us and they're like, whatever, I'll talk about anything. And I'm like, no, you have to pitch it to us. Like, tell yeah, us right. what you, tell us what you can talk about really well. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, because so many people like we're just like friends with them. I'm like, I don't I'm not gonna like shoot the shit without like an actual overarching theme. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's not like they're like good at something, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're exactly good at this, but yeah. we're giving it our best shot. No, but it's we're definitely yeah, it, I would say you're pretty experienced at this point on this topic. Yeah. So, um, so first of all, can you talk about, I guess, your your backstory? Like, just go back, like, as a couple. You guys are actually the first couple we ever had on. I think you're the first two guests together we've yes. ever had on. Um, so can you guys just kind of talk about how you guys met? Like, how long you've been together? Like, just, like, go into that story a little bit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, it's kind of unfortunate to say, but we are a product of Tinder. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's unfortunate anymore. I think it's like pretty normalized now. I think you're right. I think a lot more people do it than you yeah. think. Yeah. Um, we thought a long time about like coming up with a better story, but we're like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we met, um, we officially, I think we first started talking February of 2020. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was getting ready to move to Georgia for the military and Anya was getting ready to move to New Hampshire for a new job. And, um, if you'll recall, February of 2020 is, uh, right when a global pandemic kicked off. So we met and we went a couple dates and initially it was like, you know, this is really fun, but you're going to leave. I'm going to leave. So, you know, let's right. just, let's like go enjoy our time, but it's nothing. I don't think we had a crazy expectations initially. Um, and then my time in Georgia got postponed because the military stopped taking people moving across state lines for training and stuff like that. But I still went to New Hampshire. Yeah. So I was there for a year and then I didn't I even know that. That's like, so I didn't even know that you moved there. Yeah, I was there from March of 2020 to March of 21. Yeah. Um, and then I moved back here and then he came back from Georgia at about yeah. the same time, right? Yeah, so I ended up going to Georgia in January of 21. Um, but in the time between that, like from probably it was, I think we started each other until like April. Mm -hmm. And then we were having a host of issues that we weren't really prepared to handle. And we didn't really, we had our own serious issues like internally, um, not in between us, but in our own lives For that sure. we didn't really, we weren't equipped to handle those and also be in a relationship. And we were never like officially dating at that point. So yeah. um, 
we and kinda, the pandemic was happening yeah and we were like, yeah you know what? the world was kind of falling apart <laughs> let's let's call it yeah um and then we both moved back here at the same time um and started seeing each other again and then yeah. we've been dating since then yeah so i think we officially started dating we don't have like an actual hard anniversary we just call it um memorial day yeah so, so about two years yeah so we're coming up on two years now but we so, so, and we lived see we started actually like quote unquote living together when you moved to Rensselaer um yeah so that was about January of 22 yeah yeah so and we I had an apartment in Troy she had an apartment in Rensselaer but we were spending the majority of our time he never left he came to my apartment and he never left yeah (laughs) Um, we were spending the majority of our time there and then you moved out of Rensselaer in June end of June early July into my place in Troy and we kind of started the house buying process yeah Yeah. then well initially we were just looking for an apartment because my lease in Troy was up in August and so we were kind of bopping around looking at apartments and then the opportunity to buy kind of came up and it was a really good opportunity. Um, so we kind wise. of, yeah, we kind of went from, okay, we need to find a new apartment together to, okay, we bought a house in the span of like six weeks. Yeah. Like we were not yeah. at all. It got real very buy fast. A house at all. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of happened that way. Um, so I don't know if we were like, prepared necessarily we weren't like make it made this decision we're like okay let's do this together and whatever it was kind of like well kind of fell into our lap yeah too good of an opportunity to pass up so we're just going to do this and see how it goes yeah and luckily we're still here we haven't killed each other so (laughs) so far so good (laughs) were you gonna ask me um so did you guys still keep in contact when you decided to you know call it before you kind of refound each other when you moved back yeah, like minimally it yeah. wasn't anything crazy no um, i think we started talking a lot more when i would probably call it like february yeah when we both figured out that we were both moving back here yeah. probably like a month beforehand um we kind of were like hey do you want to meet up again and blah 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 and it kind of came in that way but for the majority of that year that I was away and then you went to Georgia. We yeah, were, we didn't really. Minimal contact. Really. Yeah. So let's get into it. So what do you feel like when you first um, moved in together? I guess like even before you bought the house together, when you were living, so like I know like James was living with, with Anya and then Anya was living with James. So like mm-hmm. when, I guess when you were living in other people's space, was that different than sharing collective yeah. space you know what Absolutely. i mean i feel like even just like going to visit liam like i kind of like go there with the mindset like i'm a guest mm-hmm. um yeah. you know what i mean and like there's a difference between like no this is like this is our shared space so 100%. like kind of like describe the difference and like how that you want to take you so you want to go with like living in rensselaer and then i can talk about Troy. yeah well i think the majority of the time that we spent in rensselaer like it was my place but we also so we also had a, in the in this kind of whirlwind of moving everywhere. We also got a puppy. So yeah, the puppy. Yeah, the yard was at my house essentially. So because we had the puppy and we had the yard, we stayed at my house most of the time. Um, but it definitely was like you know, the apartment was full of my shit. 
mm-hmm. like only my stuff. And like he would bring his clothes and whatever, but it was mostly my stuff and it was set up the way I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we worked things out pretty well. Like we had a pretty good routine there for a while, but it was very short lived. It was only six months because I got out of my previous living situation kind of in a hurry. Um, and I had to just figure out a temporary thing. And this is kind of what I landed into. Um, and so we spent a lot of time there, but it was definitely my space. It was mm-hmm. definitely like, um, my stuff, the way I wanted it to be my routine, like things were put back where, you know, laundry and shit like that. So, um, that was pretty, and it was fine. It was kind of like, you had the opportunity to leave whenever you wanted to, like he would go over sometimes two or three nights to his place just to like play his games and do his own thing. Yeah. Um, we lived together afterwards in your apartment for a very brief stint. It was like two months, I think, just until yeah, July, August, and September. So, yeah, yeah. Three. So until we signed the papers and moved into here, we were just kind of waiting. Like all my stuff went in a storage unit, and I lived out of a suitcase at his place for a couple months. And then once we moved here, we tried to combine slash purge our stuff together and figure out what do we want to keep, what you know, is something that he has that he really wants to keep that I think is super ugly or something that (laughs) I have (laughs) that he doesn't like. Like we had to kind of make those compromises because it is a pretty small house. Yeah. Um, But in the end, I think we figured, we figured out most things. I don't think there was anything that we really, really wanted to keep that we couldn't. No. And, and I think Anya kind of touched on it a little bit, but the, the really nice thing kind of starting off is it's like a trial run right like living when she was in Rensselaer and I saw my place in Troy we could kind of it was like playing house a little bit you know and you kind of get to see like all right does her routine the way she likes to operate does that mesh up with the way I like to operate and you start to build um a shared understanding of how you both kind of operate a household and how Mm -hmm. your your expectations have to meet right like if, if I was at her house and um, like she was doing something, I was like, okay, I think this is dumb or I don't, I don't care about this. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to put that into words better. Like um, you just have to be able to like, cut, like deal with each other's neuroses. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. And like, because nothing too crazy yeah (laughs) and everybody everybody prioritizes different things right like um and if if those if those priorities don't match up that's okay but you have to still be relatively close to one another in your expectations like you know do you want the kitchen counters to be clean all the time do you want the kitchen do you are you cool with going to bed with the kitchen messy or are you cool with letting laundry be like go unfolded for a day or whatever it may be like as long as you're both on that same page it's going to be okay but you have to have that communication saying like and i think we got very lucky because a lot of our traits are very similar so we didn't have to really communicate them um yeah but uh when when we moved in together as in like hey there's no there's no place for me to go there's no place for you to go this is our place 
um, that's when it's like, okay, we really need to make sure we're on the same page with the small things. We were kind of like, his apartment in Troy, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it was essentially like is one. Is that where Claire lives? No. No, so that was oh, a different. Was separate. Yeah. But his apartment was essentially just one long room. Yeah. There was no rooms. Well, it was just what, like yeah. the kitchen, the living room, the bedroom, the only thing that separated it was a door. Yeah, we bedroom. had like barn doors. So like I worked from his kitchen counter for like two months because I work remotely. Yeah. But in that setting in particular, there was no separation of anything. Yeah. Like if you wanted to have your alone time, you'd have to like close the door mm-hmm. to the bedroom. And even then you can hear everything going on. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was probably our our um, most difficult stint of living together because yeah. we knew it was temporary, but it was very much on top of one another. Yeah. And when we were there, it was also like, we're, we're trying to live together, but we're also trying to go through the process of buying a house and then yeah. moving things out of my place or getting ready to move things out of my place, getting ready to move things out of the storage unit that we had um yeah the logistics of that were not ideal like that's that's stressful um yeah but the the house is so i bought the house the house is in my name his house is his name's not on the lease at all um or the is it a title title, mortgage i don't know what it is mortgage so figuring that out um but i kind of bought this house and it was through a family friend that we knew who had lived here before um, and they had to move and it kind of just all happened in a very short amount of time. But I think that was a better approach for us to take right now because like, you know, we've been dating for two ish years, but by no means are we like, you know, putting all of our names on everything together yet. Like that's not where we're at. So the finances of it were, a little bit, um, I guess, untraditional if like you're buying a house with another person. Um, but we figured out pretty early on that having a basic understanding and agreement about money kind of made everything yeah. else a little bit yeah. easier. Um, so like we have a couple shared bank accounts now and credit cards now and whatever, but at the time it was kind of like- A lot of Venmo. Lots of Venmo going on, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we worked it out. Yeah, uh, in the end, and we we can we can jump because so we have our own kind of notes about what we think is really important. We can jump to those unless you guys have other questions you want to hit us with. I definitely, I mean, I'm sure you guys know this question is going to come, but I definitely want to know the most challenging part, um, or you know, one of the things that maybe keeps coming up in conversation between you two. Yeah, like do you have like an example of like something that is like really irritating and I would also love to know is it something that was going on previously that heightened once you guys moved in together yeah so he's like I got it we talked about this a little bit when we lived um like in hindsight <clears throat> kind of living together now and having the house and all this responsibilities, like for a little bit of context, this is kind of an old house. Very old and house. So it has, old. it has old house attributes, problems. Um, and so they're kind of like, it's, it's kind of formed this thing where it's like, okay, it's, it's us versus this house. It's mm-hmm. like, how do we keep it functioning and 
up to date and like working the way that we needed to work. So that's helped us a little bit in the context we didn't really have before. Like if if things happened at the apartment, we're like, oh, well, it's called landlord. Like we didn't really give a shit. Now it's like we have a vested interest slash a lot of money into this place. So we are much more motivated to keep it yeah. functioning and working. But the dynamic that has changed, I think, living in the apartment versus now was kind of like, I don't even know if it was a fight that we had or an argument about something, but it kind of prompted us to have this conversation that I think changed a lot of the way that you think yeah, about 100%. things. And so like in the apartment, right, it would be like, okay, what do you want to have for dinner? or stupid shit, like trivial things like that. And his kind of go-to response would be like, well, you know, whatever you think. Yeah. Trying to be like helpful almost. Yeah, like yeah. trying to be like, oh, well, whatever. Like I'm totally cool, easy breezy, whatever. Yeah. And so that kind of was fine. And it wasn't that big of a deal until we moved in here where it was just everything happening at once. Like from how do you decorate a house to how do you, you know, maintain it, maintain things. How do you, things. Sure How do you... yeah. And so every single question or proposition I had, you know, was like, Oh, well, whatever you think. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm asking you because I need your opinion on things. Yeah. Like just saying it's up to me. I wouldn't have asked you then. Yeah. I want your input about it. Yeah. And so I don't think you really understood what that meant. And it just got to a breaking point, probably it was really early on. Yeah, like a couple weeks in, really, where I was just like, a thank you for trying to like, you know, be like cool and easy breezy and letting it go. But this is not working for me because yeah. you saying that just makes it my responsibility again. Yeah. And I'm trying to give you that half and half. Um, I think and- that's like most boys, though. Like, I yeah, think so, so I, I want to hit on this, right? So yeah. um, growing up, this is kind of how I saw my dad operate. Right. And by no means did I think my dad ever was, um, passing off his responsibilities in the house to my mom, my, in, in our house, my dad made the majority of the money and he was gone a lot of the time. Right. So he was a little bit removed from how the house operates because he was making a living for everybody. And not to say my mom didn't work, but my dad was bringing home probably 80% of the income. Um, and so I, kind which of, I want to clarify is not the case right now. We're pretty 50 yeah, 50. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I just want to kind of show my thinking on this. So growing up, that's how I saw the man in the household kind of operate. And, um, I didn't realize like how negative that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Anya, when we had this conversation, I don't really remember what spurred the conversation, but she explained to me like, Hey, listen, like when we're making these decisions, I want you to have input. And I think my response to that was like, okay, I understand. I didn't really realize that this is how it makes you feel. But one of the things that I was struggling with at the time is I was in a new job with the military with a, a lot of additional responsibility where I was making decisions all day, every day with impacts on people's daily life. Uh, and so when I'd come home, I'm just like, I don't really want to use that part of my brain anymore. Um, 
And so we had, I think it was a productive conversation. And then you sent me a TikTok, like TikTok two days later, TikTok like two days later. And she's like, this is, this is what I'm talking about. And so I watched it as this guy, he was explaining like, listen, young men and uh, men of, you know, various age view this whole, like, Hey honey, whatever you want as this chivalrous act. It's like, I will do whatever you need to support the house. Mm -hmm. Right. But what that does, and you probably don't see it and it's very unintentional. I think, um, at least in my case, it was very unintentional that that puts the onus on your partner to be the project manager for the house. Yeah. Like that's not fair. And I never, I never really saw that. And so after watching, I'm like, Hey, I, I get it. I get it now. And thank you for explain this to me because I think a lot of couples go decades without having that conversation and we were fortunate enough to have that conversation very early on which has helped um we definitely needed to or else yeah. it wasn't gonna be like what it is no 100 percent. Um, I think it's also something that you don't even realize until you're in the situation yeah. like my, my boyfriend does that to me all the time now. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. But I'll, I think I'll it's, choose where to eat, you know, but it's very right. minimal things. It's not, you know, we have no responsibilities as you guys do. So I'm sure once the responsibilities and the tasks come on, okay, now it's going to be a completely different conversation. Well, it's not even, yeah. yeah. It's like, they're just like where are we eating? And it's yeah. like, whatever you want. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. great. But it's also like, even like with me, like when I see Liam, I see him for like, three days at a time sometimes like if he goes and I'm like literally planning like every meal we're eating like everything we're doing and I'm like what do you want and he's like I don't know like I'm down for anything and I'm like okay like you know what I mean like I now and like that's like what it's like when you're continuously like living together and like you're like sharing meals like every single night it's like that is like yeah I completely agree even like like with the mundane things you know like grocery shopping or like what do you think about this rug? Or like, do you think this picture looks good here? It's like, that's stuff that definitely builds over time. So like yeah. those little things yeah. you definitely need to nip in the book. But like things like we've been trying to, we have this patio outside and the patio is crooked as shit. And we've been trying to figure out how do we fix the patio, right? And we're like, well, maybe there's like some roots underneath it that are making it move or whatever. There's a pond out there we're trying to figure out how to take care of. And it's like, neither one of us have enough experience or knowledge to fix that problem. So sometimes we literally have to like, put our stupid little brains together and be like, (laughs) okay, what's the best way to go about this? Because if we mess it up, potentially there's a lot of money involved to fix those things. And we've been pretty lucky that the basic functions of the house are pretty good but yeah there's a lot of cosmetic things um and and like technically if you want to put it that way like this is my house right like if we were to break up james would move out and i would live here but we're trying to form this like like this is our starter home like kind of the beginnings of figuring out how we will function together as we move through life and as things change. And so I want it to feel just as much as his home as it is mine. So making all those cosmetic decisions together has been good too. And and one of the things that I think I've been very lucky with is 
Anya and I have a very similar sense of um, like how we want the house to look. The thing is, she's really good at actually like verbalizing it and actually like making it so it can happen. I, I've always known what I want. I just never known how to get there. And so you gotta trust the vision. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and so when Anya's like, hey, I want to do this, what do you think? I'm like, it doesn't sound bad. Like, let's, let's, you know, let's put it on paper or let's give it a rip and see how it looks. And I think nine times out of 10, probably even more than that, 9.5 out of 10, it comes out great. And you know, I still reserve the right to be like, I don't know, like maybe we change this or this, but um I have been able to kind of like relieve release creative control over the majority of the house because the things I want are almost always the same thing she wants. She's just really yeah. good at saying, here's how we do it. Um and then I am the one who puts the shit on the wall. And you gotta you gotta like trust and let it happen like we yeah. were in the we were trying to redo our bathroom for I don't know how many weeks and we we're like it's never going to get done like it's it's just a disaster and we have to start over um and then it took I think both of your parents we had like three trips to Home Depot and like yeah. so did, and in the end it worked out but there was definitely those few weeks where we were living in this half finished space yeah. and it was driving us both nuts and we were like I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at me. I'm mad at the situation. Yeah. Yeah. In. And that, that's another thing that like I would tell everybody in, in our age group, who's moving in with a significant other, like there are going to be times where shit just goes sideways and you're both beyond frustrated. And the important thing to remember is like, I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me we're just pissed off that we have to deal with this right now. Right. Um, and the money involved in it too. Yeah. It's definitely yes. a strain on some, like sometimes we wanted to do things and it's like in the back of our minds, we are like, well, we have to like yeah. fix the window or we need to replace this thing. And it's like, okay, well maybe we won't, you know, order out tonight or we won't go out or whatever. Yeah. And, and we'll save that to ultimately get to a place that, we like and we look at every day and it will make us feel much better in the yeah. long run but it's those short short-term kind of little sacrifices that you have to strategically build in so that you're not just a shut-in yeah. um, but you're also still enjoying your time with your friends and and other people too yeah I think also like like obviously I know you guys personally but like just listening to you guys talk and like how you talk about your relationship and like just how I would say successful at living together you've been so far. I think that you can tell that you both individually go to therapy because I think that like the way that you are self-aware and the way that you think about situations and reacting to things and your relationship as a whole, like it, you can tell that it's because you have been through that as an sure. individual. That's you know totally I mean? like, that's totally a, a, precursor to all of this stuff yeah it's like, like just you being yeah. like okay like the way that you approached that conflict that you just explained like that's because both of you can it's very healthy yeah very it's very healthy, healthy. Yeah. yeah it's kind both of brutal, emotionally mature <laughs> enough and self-aware enough to be like okay I didn't recognize that that's how it was making you feel like you know what yeah. I mean like, some yeah. people like literally can't do that and the majority of the reason that they have conflict is just because they don't go to therapy like I said yeah. and yeah. the people that we were 
when we first met versus when we took that year apart and came back. Like, yeah, I think if we tried to start like full on dating and if neither of us moved away and we just tried to start then yeah, there's like very, very little chance that we would be together. Um, so a lot of that is definitely due to our individual kind of paths and injuries and we had we've had a lot happen in our very short uh relationship and so I have I feel much better too about like because really like my ass is on the line for the like I have this loan over my head and he's he's pretty like he could be out tomorrow but a lot of the stuff that we've been through and how we deal with conflict has made me a lot more confident in kind of taking, and I don't even, I don't consider it taking a risk, but like, you know, you say to somebody, yeah, we've only been together two years and it seems kind of crazy. Obviously every relationship is different, but it's the way that we handle conflict previously made me a lot more comfortable with how we would kind of walk through this experience too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think the, in my opinion, we kind of talked about this last night, the most important part of living together outside of obviously communication, communicating with your partner and your household is, I think, the most important thing. But building off of that is money. Um, yeah, the finances of it are are interesting because we never really had a sit down drag out discussion of like okay like for example when when I was going to the bank and applying for mortgages and stuff like that um I don't think the the question of like putting money down on the house or or anything like that was never I never expected it of him and I never really asked him and I think now that we live here everything that we do we split pretty much down the middle whether it's food or like tools we have a lot of tools they're expensive um (laughs) groceries and and everything around mortgage utilities stuff like that we still split down the middle which i think most people do um but it's like we put extra money towards the mortgage to try to pay off the loan sooner. Um, And that's money we don't need to spend, but we both have that same kind of mindset of bigger picture, you know, at the end of the day, whether we want to sell this house at the end or rent it or whatever, we're trying to look a little bit more long term. Um, But we both had pretty conservative I guess, ideals around money in terms of living below, not below our means, but kind of like not spending money we have just to spend it. Yeah. And and I also think it's super important to have a very clear and concise understanding of how you're going to share money and how you're going to manage it together. Like we have, we have a high, high yield savings account that we both contribute to, to save for things like we want to go on vacation to Europe next year. Like Mm -hmm. we're putting money away there to do that. We have um, a shared checking account that we both deposit into from our own individual accounts for like an emergency fund. And then we have a, um, a two credit cards together. One is for Home Depot for like improvements on the house. And then one is a Chase, whatever, 
that, you know, we get a lot of points. So like if we're going to the grocery store, we put it on that. Or if we're out with friends, we'll put like if it's a shared expense, if we're doing it together, yeah. Um, we put it on that. But then like if I want to go, I don't know, buy a new set of golf clubs or whatever, I'm using my money. And yeah. most of our most of our money is separate still yeah. i would say we we both kind of had a very transparent conversation about all of our money when we moved in and kind of like okay this is what i make and yep. this is what you make and this is the percentage we're both going to contribute to our shared stuff like things like that so we're both pretty aware of each other's spending habits but also like our debts and yeah. like loans and stuff like that because in the long run I think we will both be better off if those things are managed responsibly. So yeah. we had to, it was like almost, I had never ever sat down and like literally put all of my money on the table. It's like, this is all that yeah. I have and this is where it comes from. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting as well to, to have the, I guess, just be open enough to share that with somebody. Cause I never had before. Yeah, no, neither have I. And yeah. like, that can be a very, um, potentially like embarrassing thing and yeah, it takes totally. a lot of trust and confidence in somebody to like show them like hey you know this is my situation um and I'm gonna trust you to not judge me or um be critical of me or whatever yeah. it may be and but, that's what kind of made it made it work here is we understand um you know how much each one of us has to contribute mm -hmm. and also then the timeline of things that we want to accomplish here it's like okay well we have to wait a little longer to do certain big projects because it takes us a little longer to save up for them and things like that so yeah. having that baseline of transparency i think made everything else kind of fall into place of a, you just have a better understanding of why things happen you guys do like check-ins as well like with money like i know like i I've listened to podcasts and they talk about like doing like money dates where you like, okay, like sit down, like whether it's like quarterly or something and like, just sit down and be like, okay, this is where we're at. Like with our savings and like things like that. I don't think we do them on a regular schedule, but yeah. like when we decided we were like, okay, let's start saving money for this Europe trip, which was like maybe a month or two ago, we decided on that. So it was, it was kind of like a money date. Like we sat down and we were like, okay, what is some extra money discretionary that we both have each month and how can we comfortably save for that kind of in the background without, you know, changing a big way of how we live now. So yeah. we do like, and he's got some loans that he's almost paid off with. So like after those are done, we'll reassess. If he gets a new job, we'll reassess. Yeah. Um, but so it's not scheduled, but it's like when we know that big things maybe yeah. come down, we kind of like sit down. It's like, okay, how can we make yeah. this work type deal? And we also do things like, I know I probably do this about quarterly. Like I will go into like my Roth and um, the savings portfolio I have through the military. Yeah. And also like the, my kind of like slush fund stock portfolio that I work with. I'll go in and see like, okay, Am I putting too much money into this? Am I not putting enough money into it? Can I move this money around to make our spending habits, or our savings habits um, more feasible? Um, and so, and I think you kind of do that as well, but 
one of the things that I would definitely like to do in the future is get a, a financial planner um, that we both work with and, you know, start to build that financial future together and that financial safety net um, and yeah. both be involved in it. And we've talked about that too, like in the future, no matter where our relationship goes or what that looks like, we each are, we've kind of, I think both come to that agreement of like, even if we're at some point legally married and tied to each other and everything else, like we'll always have our own separate money. Um, maybe the kind of the proportion of yeah, the proportion individual versus shared money will yeah. change, but we'll always have our own separate um separate deals just because yeah. it's like it's like don't get me wrong i love you to death but i do not want to see every single transaction somebody makes yeah um and i think we also trust each other enough to not just go and you know buy a car or something like, yeah out of nowhere yeah and like you also you want to be able to spend your money like the the fun money your funny money you want to be able to spend that on whatever you want <laughs> like i i want anya to be able to go to was it uh Sephora or what's the Ulta? Ulta. I want her to go Sephora. to Ulta and spend whatever money she wants. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not paying for it. But like, go go off. Do your thing. Because yeah. I know that all of our shared responsibilities are already covered. I want to be able to go. You know, I, maybe I want to go play at a nice golf course right. and I spend a hundred bucks on greens fees. That's yeah. my money. I can do it whatever I want with yeah. it. But you know, when it's if it's everything is shared all the time, then it's like, hey maybe maybe we don't yeah. go drop 150 bucks at the golf course yeah i don't think you know? we'd be able and to. i i think that like having these conversations and like having a good understanding of what's important to mm. one person versus the other like i think that in terms of vacation like for me personally like not that i've had these in-depth conversations with liam but i've definitely had these surface level conversations with him like i value like vacation way more Sure. Like I'm willing to put way more of my savings into like going on trips than like he is versus yeah. like he would rather spend more money on like clothing or like high quality yeah. items. Like that to me is like, I don't care about that. Um, so it's like understanding too, like where that person values putting their money um, yeah. is important as well. And I think that still having those individual um, accounts, then you don't, become resentful of the other person like I think money yeah, can be really resentful. like why are you spending our money on this you know what I mean and I, I totally agree with you and like I think you guys have been really successful thus far like in splitting money and and everything you've done yeah, yeah it's, it's always a learning process too like I think the only thing and not that like I mean, you guys know as well, like being in relationships, it's like, okay, you have to think of the other person in a lot of what you do, but not like day-to-day -day things. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, it's still very much the same. Like, I don't think our relationship has changed in that sense from living together. Um, but it's just more, honestly, it's, it's a lot of just financial, like we talk a lot more about money now than we ever did. Um, when we lived in our apartments so yeah. I think that's kind of the main thing that has been a really big a really big difference yeah and I think you, you kind of touched on it a little bit but taking in taking that other person into account in your decisions on a day-to-day -day basis is really important um, like for instance one of my good friends yesterday texted me he's like hey do you want to go play 18 holes of golf 
over in Amsterdam and then we can go to the bar because my girlfriend's working the bar and we can go like get drunk like listen buddy like that sounds Mm -hmm. awesome but do you want to come explain to my girlfriend how I'm not going to be around the entire day (laughs) and all these shared responsibilities that we have to be prepared for this upcoming week and to clean the house and do all this stuff like I she just got to do that on her own and I'm gonna fuck off like every once in a while yeah every once in a while but like like, but like short I, notice. I, yeah, yeah. Also, I need to know. I need give me like a month in advance. He yeah. asked for context. Already went golfing this weekend, so I, yeah, I feel I, yeah. like that's fair. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but like, no, like you, when you are single, or I shouldn't even say single. When you're not living together, you can do really whatever you want. Like, yeah. you don't have to take that person's that person into account as much because you're not sharing a living space. You're not sharing these uh, well, responsibilities. And I think that uh, the only reason I think that's true is because I know when he's not home. <laughs> it's like, Maybe. if you're not home, where are you? Well, yeah. Yeah. But like, that's the, like, you don't have that context necessarily. If you don't know, like if you're not at home and I don't know where you are, it's like, that's, it's like, okay, then where, if I thought you were at home and you're not, then where are you? Yeah. Whereas if I don't know that you're not home, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like um, when you don't share a, a living space, like you could say, hey, I'm going to the farmer's market on Sunday and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And like that's, that has no impact on me because like I'm going to do whatever I want and my, my setup for the week is good to go. Or however, however I manage my time, that only has implications on my apartment, my individual kind of um, schedule during the week. Whereas there's a whole host of things that need to get done here. And if I'm not around on Sunday, like, and we do it. Yeah. Then by default, it falls. Yeah, exactly. It's all of that stuff that needs to get done falls on one person. Mm -hmm. And like, we have, like, we both are, he's going to, is it Pennsylvania? Yeah. For like three weeks in the summer june yeah um and so that means you know i'm here by myself and that's cool because when there's only one person then there's also half the mess half the money on groceries half of everything else so there's give and take on that i think the only thing that makes those things a legitimate sit-down conversation is because we have um pets yeah take care of and it's like we both can't just be gone if we want to but I think if you didn't have that and you still had you know your house or your apartment or whatever it is it's much easier um it's just I think the the pets are what kind of they kind of weigh us down yes they do <laughs> we do so much more friendship if it wasn't for them that is true yeah um I have one like last question for you if you have nothing else yeah go ahead it's a Sunday okay. So for, I just want to fin, I just want to finish this episode on like a really high note. So I just want to know like what's been the most rewarding part about living together and like just the best part so far, since we kind of touched on like all the challenges and things like that. Do you want to go first? Um, I suppose I can. Okay. Um, I think probably the best part about this house is like, it like we said before it's an old house and it's got a very unique set of issues but it's also got a pretty unique um set of positives too like 
we have, you know, we're at the end of a dead end street. We have no neighbors on that side. We're surrounded by woods and we have a fenced in yard and all these really nice things, um, which is fine. If we were to do this over again from the beginning um, and we knew what we know now, I don't know if this is the house that we would buy, but I think because we've kind of done it together and we've learned a lot about each other throughout the process. That's kind of what makes it worth it. And mm -hmm. all of the money and the time and the frustrations that we spend fixing things or changing things and making them the way that we want it is kind of like in the end, you know, it's, it's our place and mm -hmm. we can, we can paint the ceiling yellow if we want. And we are totally entitled to do that because we've got no oversight from anybody else. But one of the best things of kind of making a place your own is also the way our relationships have changed, at least with the other adults in our life. Like we have so many more shared experiences with yeah. a lot of the people, like my parents, his parents, um, and a lot of other adults in our lives. Like we kind of understand now a lot of the things that they've been talking about before. And I feel like it's kind of given us a bit more context into how people function in, in the real world and how they are able to compromise so well. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to judge people's relationships, um, especially like from just speaking for myself, I had a lot of thoughts about a lot of people's um, relationships that you know, live together or whatever. It's like, wow, you're like, you know, if that situation came about, I wouldn't do it that way. But now it's like, I have a totally different outlook onto how people live together, work together, whether it's marriage or not. Um, and just the fact that we have, we like built this little thing together yeah, is really cool. And whether or not we keep it or whatever, like this kind of season of our life, I think will be the foundation for a lot of whatever we choose to do yeah in the future i think it's definitely one of those cases like from the day to day it can be very frustrating dealing with this house and dealing with all of the things that you have to do in life to like run a household and you know foster your relationship and you know improve like make improvements on the house all that kind of stuff but um i think in 10 years when we look back on it it'll be like we'll we'll miss it a little bit yeah know? like whatever what is the thing that people always say it's like you don't have to do something it's like you get to do it yeah that's yeah. a big yeah. mindset changer for us of like wow this is such a pain in the ass like i hate raking leaves and doing all this stuff but then in the end it's like we have a yard for our dog yeah, yeah. And, and we get to we get to look at the work we've done and have a sense of pride you know totally yeah. Um, and I think it's like, I think it's taught you like so much about each other and yeah. made your relationship so much stronger, like just from like knowing you and from everything you've said. Yeah. Um, like, I think that like, if you didn't buy the house, like it would have, it wouldn't have like pushed your dynamics so further ahead. Absolutely. And I feel like you guys have been together so much longer just because of everything you've been through like the past six yeah. months. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it changes a lot, I think. So, Fee, was your question, what's your favorite part or what's the most rewarding part? Either. Yeah. Like, just, like, like, what have you enjoyed the most? Like, in, like, um, a lighthearted note. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, I, like I, think, 
I think Anya really hit it on the head, like having the ability to look at the work you've done and after all like the the pain in the ass of doing the work you get to turn around and say this is ours and it may yeah. not be perfect but it's it's ours and it's good yeah yeah um, but then like i think living with your significant other is it can be really really fun like we'll we just get to sometimes be like hey I don't really want to, don't really want to cook dinner. You want to just like order pho and watch F1 on Netflix? It's like, yeah. I, I was hoping you were going to say that. Cause yeah. I, yeah. And like, you get to come home from work and your best friends here. Like, yeah, that's one of the best things. And like, sometimes, sometimes you come home from work, you're like, I don't want to fucking look at you. Like leave me alone. <laughs> and, yeah. But more oftentimes than not, it's, it's like this is this is cool and like you feel like you're home it's not like you don't feel like you're at someone else's house yeah um, and one of the crazy things that I have realized after living with Anya for a little bit is like when when you leave it's cool for like three hours right you're like this is nice I get the house myself but then like, you'll be doing something and you'd be like, you want to tell them and they're gone. You're like, damn. Yeah. Like, I don't miss them. And like, you spend every fucking waking hour with them most of the time, at least when you're not at work. And you're like, sometimes I just want you to get out of my hair. But then when they're gone, you're like, kind of wish they were here still. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's terrible. Isn't I know it? it's terrible. <laughs> but no, it, it's been, it's been a, a fun experiment and thankfully it's worked out. Uh, I think very well yeah especially since the weather has changed we have a a deck off of our bedroom and we've just started drinking our tea out there in the morning oh that's nice makes it all worth it yeah it's fine (laughs) (laughs) that's so nice um well thank you guys so much for coming on this was such an amazing conversation and I feel thank you for letting us know thank you (laughs) it was a lot of fun